and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I'll be your host for this episode. And as you might see, I do not have my co-host, Rita Peters, with me. Unfortunately, she's not feeling well. So please keep her in your prayers and, and pray for her to have a, a quick and speedy recovery. Uh, let us know where you're tuning in from. We love to hear from our Convention of State supporters. Uh, drop us a comment wherever you're tuning in from, Facebook, if it's on Instagram Live, or wherever we're, you're tuning in from. Tell us what you love about Convention of States. Um, we got a jam-packed episode for you today. Last month, we had a legislative victory in North Dakota. Yes, North Dakota passed the Article 5 resolution years ago, but there was what's called a rescission effort. The COS North Dakota team scored a huge victory, so we're going to be bringing on the regional director to give us an update on what happened, uh, and she's going to tell us why this is so critical that we stay engaged in the fight for liberty. Uh, we also have our Article 5 trivia giveaway, so we will go to that first, and giving that today will, of course, be Mike Ruthenberg, who is our vice president uh, over to you, Mike, for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Thank you, Andrew. It is great to be back. We've had a little hiatus because there's so much legislative activity going on, and what a great preemption. I've been looking at the numbers. There are a lot and a lot, a lot of people that are coming on Facebook Live to see what's going on, see what's happening in the legislatures, to see the victories, to see the things that's happening, to, to look at the demonic influences that might be coming in trying to persuade very good, otherwise very good people to do things that is just plain wrong. It's infuriating to watch sometimes, but it's also super important to know. It makes it much easier, certainly for me, and I hope for you, to be able to talk with your legislator, to talk with your friends, to help people understand exactly what's going on and to know that what we're battling is disinformation, information that is just incorrect, ignorance, people that simply don't know, that they think they know. One of my favorite quotes from Ronald Reagan is, you know, the problem with liberal people is that they know so much, except that so much of what they know isn't true. And we're seeing that in these arguments in the legislature. And if you haven't had a chance to catch them, please look in our, uh, our leader roundup and make sure that you know when we have stuff going. Look on Slack channels, look on the COSDC Slack channel if you're a district captain and see when things are going. Get in on the discussion, get in and watch because it's so, so very important. Well, I am so glad to be able to share trivia with you guys today. Right now, I, you know, I pick which COS shirt I wear based on the mood I'm in. And I'm in a bit of a rebel kind of mood, especially with seeing some of the testimony that I've seen recently. So I've got my I will not comply with the will of tyrants shirt on. I'm going to give one away in your size to you if you are the one who gets the answer to our trivia question today. And if you are part of the old guard, it'll seem really simple and interesting. If you're fairly new, but you're just as fired up as the people that have been here for a while, you may not know the answer to this question. So I'm going to ask it and see what we have. But before that, if by some chance you don't win this shirt, I know there's thousands of you out there watching and only one of you can win this shirt, but all of you can go to shopconventionofstates.com 
and get one yourself. And if you're not in the mood for this shirt, take a look. We have a huge variety. Most of our shirts are made in USA. And get yourself a shirt, put it on. It'll stimulate great conversation, and you'll be able to talk about the things that you are most passionate about, which I have to know you are because you're here watching. And I'm excited to share this question with you, and here it is. This week, we celebrate the ninth anniversary of the very first state to join our movement. What does it mean to join our movement? That means to pass the resolution, to pass the application, and just simply take a look at Article 5 in the Constitution to see what I mean when I say the application. Four convention states, the very first pay state to pass it nine years ago. Which was that state? That's my question for you. I'm going to turn it back over to Andrew. And at the end of the show, I'll tell you the answer. It's either going to be a forehead slapper to you or a no-brainer because you've been around a while. Back to you, Andrew. Joining us today, we have Brenda Carlin, who oversees a good chunk of the first 15 past states. Brenda, it's a pleasure to have you with us. How are you today? I'm great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, North Dakota was uh, the 10th state to pass the Convention of States Resolution, and this happened back in 2017. But that's not the end of the story. Uh, your team had a big victory last month. Can you update our viewers who are watching right now what happened last month with that victory? Yeah, actually, it was last week, um, not last month, but uh, we did have a rescission effort in North Dakota and it actually is the third rescission effort that North Dakota has had. And fortunately, um, God is good and our team is active enough that, and we have good enough relationships that uh, we did get a victory and that rescission went down in defeat. Mm. Well, that's good that you were able to defeat that rescission effort uh, multiple times. Uh, one of the uh, one of the things that can happen sometimes is our teams can fall into the temptation of thinking that once they pass the COS resolution, that their their job is done and they can uh, kind of slide back and fade back into uh, what they were doing before, kind of put Convention of States on the back burner. But you and I both know that uh, when that happens, we run the risk of rescission efforts actually coming and removing the resolution and removing that state from one of the necessary 34 needed to call a convention. Can you just explain uh, how one North Dakota is, has is not fallen into this temptation? And maybe you can talk about some of your other states that are continuing to stay engaged, who are uh, getting involved in combating rescission efforts or any other, uh, other activities that are helping to grow the grassroots army in their state. Sure. North Dakota is a very small team and it um, just like a lot of our past states, a lot of them sometimes say, you know, once we pass the resolution, what is there to do? That is really just the beginning. Uh, once we pass the resolution, we have to protect uh, the resolution so that we can keep moving forward and get our 34 states like we need. Um, how was the rescission brought about? It was brought about because we have legislators who are afraid. They're afraid of the runaway convention uh, myth that is being spread by JBS and others, the John Birch Society and others. And we really need to combat that. And how we combat that is our primary message with our mission. We need to grow our grassroots army. We need more of us. And we need to build those relationships with our state legislators. Uh, a, they, a legislator introduced the bill, 
um, each of the sessions, North Dakota has um, sessions every other year, and they're just methodical about doing it. So we can pretty much anticipate that they're going to put in a rescission bill each time in session. What we need to do is be stronger, you know, in our teams and be ever vigilant um, in, in building our relationships and watching for that kind of activity. I think if we have better, stronger relationships with our legislators, we'll be able to nip these kind of things in a bud before they ever become a bill. Mm -hmm. So, Brenda, Brenda, I'm really happy that you brought up our opposition. Um, and I'm really happy that you're explaining to the audience that the opposition is still fighting to discredit Convention of States, to discredit Article 5, to discredit all of the hard work that our grassroots has already put in to getting to the number of states that we already are at right now at 19. Um, and so it's like you were saying, it's so important to continue to move towards our mission, which is to grow a strong, engaged army of self-governing activists. In addition to that, though, there are several parts of the Article 5 process that can uh, that the grassroots can get involved in after passing the resolution in their state. There's delegate selection, for example, uh, and there's several other parts that uh, our grassroots can get involved in after passing in their state. Can you just give an example of teams being involved in other aspects of the Article 5 process? Absolutely. Well, we have our faithful delegate, our commissioner selection bills that are the next step if they weren't included in the resolution. Also, after you become a past state, you become more involved in what we call non-COS legislation, which refers to non-resolution. But as our teams often say, they fall under the three pillars of our resolution, having to do with uh, term limits or um, uh, the deficit or you know controlling costs or the biggest one is limiting the overreach of federal government and additionally we can say state government so we have a couple we have things going on the states are really involved with non-cos legislation i just took note of a couple for you um, arizona and florida for example have uh, maintaining school choice bills that they're currently um, supporting and have approval for um, we have oklahoma that is doing some medical rights of conscience we have Indiana, who's looking into quite an innovative thing, uh, looking at changing the rules, of uh, the rules process of the state legislature. So those are a few things that are going on. Um, other, other ways that our past states are helping with our non-past states, uh, the biggest um, activity is, of course, our telepatriot missions. We have a national telepatriot mission going on every single month. As you know, that's headed up by Andrew Barkman, but our teams are fully loaded and ready to jump in at any time doing telepatriot missions, not only within their states for local activity, but for helping the non-pass states get the calls to actions that they need to uh, work them through the committee hearing process and the floor votes. Mm -hmm. Real quick, uh, Brenda, because there might not be uh, there might be several people, sorry, that are on uh, that are watching this uh, this live broadcast, saying to themselves, "What is Telepatriot?" Can you just give a quick plug um, mm -hmm. to what Telepatriot is and how we use it for calls to action? Sure, uh, Telepatriot is using our phone. Most of us have a smartphone, and it's using our phone with a script and a list of callers, primarily, most often they're callers that are in our 
Convention of States uh, database already. Sometimes we have lists, but um, it's all done through your uh, cell phone and um, it's all prepared ahead of time. And we get together a lot of times on blitzes. We call them blitzes where we come together for a couple hours and we're all making calls during that particular that designated time. That's really kind of fun to do that. And uh, we answer questions at that time. I'll just share with you that recently uh, we've tried, we worked in Arizona. We're focusing on our capital cities, strengthening our capital cities. We put out a request for folks to join our phone team. And we had 140 responders just in the Phoenix area who raised their hand. And so we're following up with those 140 um, people who raised their hand to increase our phone calling team, our telepatriot team for our calls to action. And so it's the hardest thing about uh, being a telepatriot is just learning how to use your own phone. Um, once you get over that hump though, and start making a few calls, it's a very effective way um, mm -hmm. and a tool for us. So. Mm -hmm. And right now for our audience, if there's a few of you out there who are hearing Brenda and you're saying to yourselves, I really want to make phone calls. I got a little bit of time. I can make phone calls to help grow our grassroots. Please go to conventionofstates.com. Go to the take action page, click on the volunteer activist, and then mention that you'd like to make phone calls. That's the quickest way that you can get plugged into our telepatriot platform. Again, go to www.conventionofstates.com and go to the take action page. Uh, Brenda, I have a couple of more questions. Uh, this one is related to uh, self-governance and our mission. Uh, we say often that uh, one of the things we say often that we're more than a convention at Convention of States, that self-governance is more than a convention. And ultimately, our aim is to really restructure how government is done. Uh, Michael Ferris has said uh, multiple times that we don't have a personnel problem in Washington, that we have a structure problem. And Convention of States' aim is to fix that structure problem decentralize Washington, D.C., send power back to the states, to the, to the people where decisions should be made because you're closer to your constituents. Uh, and the constituents, are they can get into the political arena easier by uh, operating at the local level. So the past states has been very good at getting involved in, in, local, uh, in local legislation. Can you just share a little bit of how your teams have been getting involved in state and local issues? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Uh, from school boards, we held during the election uh, season in November, uh, we had several teams involved with school board elections where we put out, you know, our nonpartisan questionnaire and just ask our um, school board candidates to respond. And we uh, share that information for transparency. We've had quite a good success with getting candidates uh, by their answers that share like values. We also have had team members, as I hope many of you know, who have decided to get into the political ring, the ring themselves. Um, I don't work directly with the state of Utah, but you may know that we had one of our district captains who um, decided uh, to put his name into the um, election ring and he is now a state representative. We've had, uh, we had an individual, a regional captain in Indiana who now serves on a school board in her area. So we have quite a few folks that are getting involved politically in terms of understanding the process, learning how to be part of, for example, uh, a precinct or the voting process or their school board or 
putting their name in, you know, in the ring. And that's it. It all happens locally. We couldn't ask for any better activity than that on a local level to pay attention to what's going on in your local government, build those relationships right there. And if it, if you're so inclined to um, put your name in the ring, you know, and become, you know, a leader at the local level. Mm. Brenda, I would love to hear how you have become a leader and I'm sure there's several people on this call or on this uh, webinar that uh, are, are not fully familiar with you. I know your state teams are very familiar with you. You're very engaged with your, with your teams, but there are several people out there who are tuning in who don't really know your story. I'm wondering if you can just share a little bit of how you got involved with Convention of States. And really, can you tell us what, what drives you each day to get up and to fight to, to restore this country? Well, what drives me to restore this country is that I love liberty and I honestly believe and I prayed hard on this that God has asked me to be here in this role, not necessarily, you know, as a regional director per se, but in the role of standing up and speaking out, you know, on behalf of our country and also being a voice for um, his grace. And so that's what drives me. But how I started, I've always been interested in what has been going on in the world. Uh, as a young child, my dad hurt his hand on a um, bumper of a Ford car, and I wrote the president of the United States expecting him to resolve it. Um, he did write me back, but that's just the start. But to fast forward, um, I, just like a lot of folks, um, heard Mark Levin and took a look on the internet for something called Convention of States, found Convention of States, um, kind of sat on the sidelines in Kansas, visited the Capitol at that point and realized that um, state legislators were not all in. Uh, we moved to Florida, I joined the Florida team. I actually started in the follow-up tool uh, calling people, encouraging them to join Convention of States. I became, I was asked to join as the grassroots coordinator and I was interim state director for the state of Florida and um, then uh, became uh, regional director along with Jonathan Viad for the first 15 past states. Mm -hmm. But what drives me is my um, love of Christ and my feeling that this is a mission that I'm supposed to be in. I'm supposed to, I am supposed to be here to make a stance and I'm going to do it. So that's what drives me. Mm, I love it. I got one last question for you, Brenda, before we let you go. What else is going on in your state? Anything that's upcoming that our viewers can't participate in? Oh my gosh. Well, this is legislative season for sure. Most of the states are having uh, rallies at the Capitol. If you're uh, getting emails or text blasts about them, uh, for example, Florida has one in April, April 4th. Um, Indiana's is coming up on March 8th. Um, Louisiana's is, is in April. Um, I will be heading along with uh, our associate regional director, Joyce Berry, I'm headed to Alaska. We will be holding three days of activities up there starting tomorrow. So pay attention just to your email and your um, messaging, text messaging. There is always an activity going on. In addition to legislative season, of course, 
there's fairs, there's gun shows. Most of the teams have something going on almost every week, every weekend that um, you are welcome to come out and get involved in. Um, just come out and say hi or come out and join the team. Love to have you. Thank you so much, Brenda. Always a pleasure to sit down with you and chat about what's going on in some of the past states that you oversee. We'd love to have you back on. We know that you and the teams are working diligently to continue to grow the grassroots in your region. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Andrew. Bye. All right. We're going to go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, back to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about North Dakota and some of the other things that are going on with Convention of States. Thanks, Andrew, for bringing me back. And if you've been sitting on the edge of your seat wondering, maybe you won the T-shirt because you just knew off the top of your head the answer to our trivia question today. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you were pretty quick, but you still got aced out. But in either case, if you want to get one of these cool I Will Not Comply T-shirts or one of the many shirts we have made in USA in our store, just go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can pick up whatever you want. Shopconventionofstates.com and you can get one of these shirts too. So remember from the very beginning, or maybe you joined us a little bit late, our trivia question was, this week we celebrate the ninth anniversary of the very first state to join the Convention of States movement. That's what we like to call it when they pass the application, pass the resolution as you want to call it. And that happened back in 2013. And the very first state to do it, I remember I was there, was Georgia. On March 6, 2014, excuse me, I misspoke, 2014, Georgia became the first state in American history to pass the Convention of States application to propose term limits, fiscal restraints, and other limits on the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. The House voted to approve the Senate's version of that resolution by a vote of 107 to 58. It was overwhelming. I'm super pleased that the Georgia legislature has given voice to the frustrations of millions of Georgians, said State Senator Cecil Staten, a Republican from Macon, Georgia. That resolution's primary sponsor was Cecil, and he said enough is enough. It's time to impose fiscal and other restraints on our runaway federal government. We urge other states to join us, which have. Today, nearly 19 states have done just that. Not nearly. Today, 19 states have. That's nearly two-thirds of all Republican-led state legislatures. Has your state joined yet? Ask your state legislator. If not, why not? And encourage them to vote yes for COS. That's what it's all about. If you can pick up the phone, if you can handwrite a note to your legislator, if you can go to their website, or if you haven't yet, you can go to conventionstates.com, sign our petition, and on us, we will deliver a copy of your petition into the email box of your state representatives in both chambers, unless, of course, you're in Nebraska, where there's only one chamber. If you're wondering what I'm thinking about, look that one up. Anyway, that's it for this afternoon. I hope you guys are having a great day. And I'm going to turn it over to Andrew to wrap us up. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. It's up to you and me to make this happen. Don't expect someone else. 
to get the job done. The founders intended for you to be part of this process and bypassing Congress to restore our American Republic. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore the Republic, sign up for one of our volunteer roles with Convention of States. Go to www.conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. Don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts. Search Convention of States on Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, Truth Social, and Instagram. You can listen to this program as well as Crossroads with Rita, the Liberty Update, and legacy content from our archives on the official Convention of States podcast. We've received several five-star reviews. If you haven't done so, please add your five-star review so that we can help grow the program. Check out The Battle Cry with COS President Mark Meckler on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. We have a, a country to save, so it's time, for us to get, it's time for us to get back to work. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.